Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today we're going to be continuing our series on the plan of salvation and looking at repent and confess. Alright, welcome back. We are excited to... Uh, get going with another episode in this series, uh, the second to last episode, um, as uh, our last one will combine uh, being baptized and living faithfully throughout the rest of our lives. But today we're talking about repentance and confession, um, two incredibly vital parts of uh, of salvation. You know, uh, sometimes, and we've mentioned this the past couple weeks, but sometimes we can get so caught up on it's all about baptism. Like, we've got to make sure we get people to the water. We've got to make sure that they are buried with Christ. And absolutely we do. But we also can't forget that, hey, we've got to repent. We've got to change our minds. Um, And we also have to be confessing Christ as Lord. Um, Yes, we do. And that's not something that that we can... can you know, shy away from and say, well, you know, I, I'm good with all this, but I really don't want to want to share Jesus or, or, or even uh, at a, a smaller point than that. I, don't, I really don't want people to know I follow Jesus. Um, yeah. it, we, ha- we have to uh, confess him. Yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, I think you have a couple of verses to get us started today. So, yeah. So, and, and I think we'll talk about this one next week, but a really, I mean, super important one to go to Acts 238. Absolutely. Um, We'll, we'll start with 37 and, and a little background. We'll probably get the background next week as well. But, you know, Peter has been preaching to all these people. The day of Pentecost, he's been preaching to all these Jews. And he's been talking to them about about Jesus, about how this, this Jesus whom they crucified was was God. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then in verse uh, 30, 36, he says, I said 37, we'll start in 36. says, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Right? So they understand, hey, we messed up. There's got to be something. Surely there's something. God has provided a way. God has always provided a way in the past. Surely there is something that we can do. Right? So what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, integral in that, obviously, is baptism. We'll talk about that. But but repentance mm-hmm. is so huge there. Yeah. And and Peter goes on. He he's you know he continues speaking, continues preaching, and in chapter three, get to uh, really a uh, little further along in verse nineteen. Um, and, and he's talking to, to all of these different people. In verse 17, he says, Brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did, you, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. And so this idea of, of repentance is, is an idea of not just saying, I'm sorry, but it's, it's turning back, it's turning around, it's changing yeah. your life. Uh, and, and Jesus in Luke 13, 3 talks about how, how he's talking to the Pharisees, right? And, and, and about the Pharisees, right? And, you know, it says, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And so we have to repent. And, and what that means is there's this guilt that we ought to feel, this godly guilt yeah. that leads us to have a desire to change our lives, not just to say, I'm sorry, and then go back and do it, right? But, but to change it. 
uh, and, and to avoid doing that thing again, whatever that thing yeah. might be, but to avoid doing it. And, and so repentance is absolutely integral to yeah. this whole idea of, of grace and of salvation and of, of, of being a Christian. Because if, if we say we're a Christian and we continue to do things that are against God's will, you know, it's Romans 6. How can we continue in sin when we have died to it? Yeah. yeah. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Yeah, by no means. No dummy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's the Dylan translation. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I really like the, the also the idea of uh, just plain old uh, worldly guilt versus godly guilt. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's a difference in uh, saying, you know, I'm sorry that hurt you versus I'm sorry I did that. Yeah, there's there, certainly there, There's a huge difference in, well, you know, I'm not sorry of the action that it did, but I am sorry about the consequences that it hurt somebody I care about. There, yeah. There's a really big difference to say, no, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do those same actions that I did. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really what repentance is, is saying, I, I don't want to do this. Uh, it, it, not a matter of affecting somebody else. It's a matter of the way that I'm living myself. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's changing our lives, but I would take it almost a step further and say it's changing our minds too. Yeah. Um, you know, th- that's how you go about changing your life is by, uh, by setting in your mind, uh, something differently. It, it's a, a fixating your mind on the right path. And so obviously we have the commands from Christ. Um, we have the commands from, from Peter and the other apostles that we are to repent. We are to change our minds, uh, to turn from things of the flesh and towards things of the spirit. Um, and that's kind of actually laid out in Galatians chapter five about, uh, uh, really how we go about doing that. What are some specific things that we are to turn away from and what are other specific things that we are, are to turn to? Yeah. And that's really laid out very clearly for us in Galatians chapter 5. Um, starting in verse 16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the desires of the Spirit. Um, and the desires of the Spirit are against the desires of the flesh. For these are opposite to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. See, he just described repentance. You're you're to turn away from one thing, you're to turn towards the other thing. Yeah. Um, but he's going to get more specific here in just a few verses. In verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the got to turn my page. Now the words of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are the the works of the flesh or deeds of the flesh or fruit of the flesh that Paul is urging the church in Galatia to turn from, to repent from. But if we repent from something, if we change our mind, change our lives away from something we have to be changing it towards something and so then he follows it up with what we turn towards yeah and he says in verse 22 but the fruit of the spirit which could also be described as the works of the spirit the deeds of the spirit um uh as opposed to the works of the flesh or the deeds of the flesh it says more the the result yeah the result of the spirit being in your life Yeah. yeah uh the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness, self-control. 
Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its, pa- with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now, we could take a lot of time and probably spend a couple of episodes talking about all of these deeds of the spirit versus the, these fruit of, uh, sorry, th- these deeds of the flesh versus these fruit of the spirit yeah. um, and really break it down. But uh, you can read this list for yourself in verse 19 and 20 and 21 and, and see what kind of lifestyle is being described by Paul as though he's saying, these are the things you're to turn away from when you become a Christian. And then you can read verse 22 and 23 for yourself and see these are the kinds of things that you are to turn towards when you become a Christian. It's very simple to understand um, what it looks like. It's way more difficult to put it into practice. It is. Well, and and so in our lives, you know, we we currently, everybody is comprised of, if you you want to put it in mathematical you know, uh, terms or whatever, everyone has, is a pie chart, right? Yeah. So everybody is a pie chart. And within that pie chart, you have, uh, things such as driving, right? You have things such as eating and you have things such as sleeping and TV and, and, and there's all of these things that comprise your life, the things that you do. And so when you take one of those things out of your life, right, you take a a slice of pie out of your life. Well, it's going to have to be filled with something. Yeah. Right. It's not, we're not, we're not normal, you know, a pecan pie or a pumpkin pie. Yeah. You don't take it out and eat it and then, oh, well, there's, it's empty. As people, we fill it with something. Yeah. It's going to be filled with something. And so as we take out a slice of our life and, and as we take out the sin in our life, right? Or, or, um, you know, we lose a job, right? And so some of our job is, gone. well, something's got to fill that. It yeah. will fill that time. Fill that time, that void in your life. Yes. Um, another way I like to describe this is, is think of, um, uh, addicts, people who, who have, have been addicted to what, whether it's, um, uh, some kind of narcotic or, or alcohol or anything. Um, a lot of things that, uh, that you'll see help, um, people overcome that addiction is actually getting addicted to something good, uh, like, like exercise, you know, yeah. um, that's why there's what they call a runner's high. It's actually the sort of a, addicting, uh, to yeah. them. It, they've replaced something in their life, um, with something good to help them overcome the thing that was bad in their life. Yeah. Well, they've replaced it's, it's, it's addictive behavior, right? So yes, addicts are addicts regardless of what they are addicted to. Yeah. And it's the behavior. It's that, that desire to, to be obsessed essentially with something. Yes. Yeah. And so choosing what we are obsessed with is, is vastly important. And what is, what does the scripture tell us that we are to be obsessed with? What does the scripture tell us that we are to be full of? Well, we're to be full of these things, right? We're to be full of the fruit of the spirit. In fact, he goes on, he says against such things, there is no law. If you, there is no limit to the amount of love that you can have for others, right? There's no limit to the amount of joy that you can possess in your life. There's no limit to the amount of kindness you can share with others or gentleness, no limit to the amount of patience, of, of goodness, faithfulness, of, of, of self-control, right? There's no limit to that. Yeah. There's no law against that. You can have all those. You can have as much of that as you want, right? And so if we're talking about being addicted to something and, and you know, as people, not everybody has an addictive personality, but those that do, we ought to be addicted to the fruit of the Spirit. Yep. And those that don't, we ought to be practicing the, the fruit of the Spirit, right? Regardless yeah. of whether we do or do not have an addictive personality, 
regardless of how big of a pie we we have and how much is open, we've got to fill everything and every part of our lives with these things. And I think such a huge part of that is making sure that it's not just a part of our lives, but it is our lives. Yeah. So in talking with people um, who don't know Christ, uh, studying with them, um, uh, essentially evangelizing, one of the things that I found that is the most difficult um, among this whole thing is actually this repentance part. Um, The the truly, hey, I'm disgusted with the deeds of the flesh and I am completely absorbed with the fruit of the spirit. Um, but not just to to tell yourself that, but to have your mind be changed that way and to have your actions follow. That's one of the most difficult things, uh, for folks to do. Um, regardless of if you hear something, if it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of believe that Jesus is, is Lord. Um, but to actually change my life because of that, yeah. that can be a difficult thing to do. And so um, that's a, one of the things that I found is is this repentance part um, can can be a very difficult hurdle for it's a hard. lot of people to get over. Well, and it's hard as well because some people don't believe they deserve it. And they're yeah, right. That's another aspect of that. They're right. Like we, we don't deserve it. So, I mean, I've, I've had conversations with people. I, I still recall one pretty vividly back in, back in college, uh, sitting and talking with this guy, uh, who was a, who was a buddy of mine who was on the, on the team that I played on and, um, just talking with him about, you know, God, like God will forgive you, but you can't continue living the life you are right. Like there, mm-hmm. there has to be a change. And you know, he said a couple things, one of which was, well, I, like, I don't want to give up the things that I'm doing. I enjoy mm-hmm. them too much. And so that was incredibly sad. But the other part is I'm too far gone. God wouldn't forgive me. I've done too many bad things. And there's this belief then that, some people have that they are too far gone, that they cannot be redeemed. They cannot be this false belief. Back. And it's a false belief, yeah. right? It's absolutely false. But but people have that belief. And so part of what we have to do if, if we're going to evangelize people like that is we have to teach them, listen, you're right and that you don't deserve it, but God will forgive you. God mm-hmm. can forgive you. That is within his power. That is within his ability. Yep. It's it's up to you though. Yep. And and so it's a you know, I was a brand new Christian then, so I didn't fully know how to respond to all of that. But yeah, but it was a pretty sobering moment for me to realize that and there are people out there that genuinely think that it doesn't matter what they do; they've done too much bad. Yeah, and they've consigned themselves yeah. to hell. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, and I think part of what uh, eases that thought process, I guess, uh, not to carry this on too much farther, because I know we also want to spend some time talking about confession today. But yeah. I think uh, part of what that uh, thought process uh, comes from is the idea that, well, you know, hell's not that bad. Like, yeah, I get it's going to be worse than heaven, but um, but the idea of eternal torment, I don't think, sets in for for too many folks. No, no, it doesn't, and it's um, you know hell is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not a place that anybody should ever desire or be okay with going. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it should be a place that everybody should be running from, wanting to get away from. And, and in order to do that, we have to run to something. Yeah. And, and so, so anyway, as, as we, as we've been talking about this repentance part, right, there's, there certainly is the confession of our sins, right? That we are to do with God. Yeah. Um, we are told that we are to confess our sins to one another. Yeah. First um, John, if we're, uh, yeah. he, if we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us. Yeah. First, first John one, nine, 
so that's that was where I was actually going to go next. Was, was okay. I'm sorry. No, you're too. good. No, that's that's perfect. It's a solid segue. Um, but but First John one nine says this is if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And so there's there's then this idea that not only do we receive this forgiveness once, but it's a continual reception of cleansing, right? But that cleansing, right, it, it only happens if we also continually confess our sins and we yeah. continually talk to God about these things. And and so we have to do that. But but more than just confessing our sins, we also have to confess Jesus. Yeah. We have to talk to people about Jesus. Uh we, we had our, our summer first summer series last night. Um uh, and, and we had Steve Miner come out and talked with us about go ye means go me. Uh, the, the idea being, you know, Jesus said, go therefore into all the world, right? You go therefore. Well, what that means is me. It means Chris, Chris Carrillo needs to go into the world, needs to make disciples, mm-hmm. needs to teach people about Jesus, needs to baptize people. Uh, it means that Dylan Bruce needs to go and do the same thing, right? It means everybody, insert your own name there, we are to go and do that. And, and I thought it was such a good, such a good lesson on, on, talking to people about Jesus because when you look at the uh, the Ethiopian eunuch and he shared this right in, in Acts chapter oh, what is it seven I believe you're right yeah I'm gonna say it's Acts chapter it's seven, seven. Um, you've got you know Philip who is who is meeting with the Ethiopian it's nine um, no it's not we're gonna find this uh, 11 11 you is get it 11. I don't know. I'm going to let you find it so that going, I, I'll yeah. keep talking. You about keep it. talking. I'll find so, it. So, so Philip is is meeting with this Ethiopian eunuch, and he's talking with him. And this eunuch is reading from a scroll, and this it, it's a eight is reading from a scroll, and it's from Isaiah, right? And so uh, Philip goes up with carried by the Spirit, right? And so it says Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet, and asked, "Do you understand what you are reading?" And he said, "How can I unless someone guides me?" And he invited Philip to come up with sit him uh, and sit with him. And so then they, they read the passage. The eunuch said to Philip, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? The implication being he talked. He didn't just open his mouth and, st- and sit there agape. He talked and he, he proclaimed and he confessed the Christ. And so we have to confess the Christ. You know, there's a, a saying I've heard um, you know, uh, the, the best gospel message, you know, is, is taught by living your life, essentially, right? And so, um, you know, you, you should be able to teach the gospel without ever opening your mouth. And it's like, well, no. It's, you know, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. No, 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 no. Preach the gospel and when necessary, mm-hmm. use words. You have to. You have to use words. And so I think it's so important that we teach people and we talk to people about Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, to to go one step further than that, because uh, talking with people about Jesus, sharing our faith is 100% confessing him before men. You know, yeah. uh, Jesus says, if you deny me before men, I'm going to deny you before the Father. But if you confess me before men, um, uh, then I'm, I'm going to be there for you before the Father. You know, I'm going to be your representation before the Father. Yeah. Um, but there's at one point where 
every single person who's been a Christian is given an opportunity to confess Christ before men. Yeah. And that's when we're baptized. Yep. Um, every single person that is baptized into Christ is asked one simple question before whoever is, is there witnessing their baptism. And it's, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he died for the forgiveness of your sins? Yeah. And everyone who's baptized replies, yeah, absolutely. I do. Yes. That that's my, that is my confession that I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Then that he came to this earth. He lived, he breathed, he walked, he talked, and that he was hung on a cross and bore the punishment for my sin. That's the same confession that Peter made in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. Yeah. And that's the, the confession that Everybody is given the opportunity. You got to open your mouth there. And so, um, what I've found actually in recent years is there's a, uh, I don't know if it's recent years. It feels like it, it's something new that's come up, but a lot of, um, young people, especially, yeah. they're like, ah, I, don't, I really, I don't, I don't want to crowd there. They're like, like, let's just have my family there. Um, or, uh, there's some who it's like, you know, I, I really don't want to do it on a Sunday morning. Let's yeah. let's do it with just the youth group on a, a Saturday night or something. And that's fine. If they want to just have yeah. the youth group there, I, I understand some people's personalities is they do not want a hundred, yeah. a thousand eyeballs staring at them. Yeah. Um, but if, if you say, hey, I really only want like my immediate family, like just five people there, yeah. um, then I'm like... Are we actually confessing Christ before men yeah. at this point? Um, because it, it is the very first opportunity anybody is given um, yeah. before we even get to lessons from Steve Miner about go ye means go me. And, yeah. and hey, we need to be convicted about sharing our own faith. This is the first opportunity we're given yeah. when when we're asked this question, do you believe that Jesus is the son of the living God? Yeah, That's the opportunity to confess Jesus before men yeah. that we have to understand is, is integral to, to being saved is, uh, is, um, is not denying him, but saying, yeah, yeah I, I want people to know I belong to yeah. Christ. I, uh, we had a college retreat a couple, I guess a couple months ago. I think it was now. Yeah. Yeah. April. And, um, we had somebody who chose to be baptized on the college retreat, which was absolutely wonderful. Uh, this guy that I'd known up from Duran, Oklahoma for a couple of years. And, um, I, I really, the, the guy who was doing the baptizing, mm-hmm. um, he, he asked, he asked a question. He says, what do you believe about Jesus the Christ? Mm. And so, so instead of just responding with yes, yeah, you have to proclaim what you believe. Yeah. Right. And so that the, you know, what do you believe about Jesus? I believe he's the son of God. I believe that he died for my sins. And so it, it kind of forces That's this. Awesome. So I really like that. And, and I, I told myself when I, when I heard, I was like, I've got to remember that. I've got to remember that. I've got to remember that. Yeah. Because I have found one, some people will only ever confess it right then. Yeah. And I think that's problematic. Yeah. But if that's the only time in your life you're ever going to confess it, you might, you better do it right. <laughs> yeah. That too. Right. And so just saying yes to me, while certainly is acceptable. So I'm pretty sure that's what I said. I don't mm-hmm. think it's wrong. I've also confessed Christ after that, but, but I think it is, so important. And I think there's so much power in the words that we speak. Mm-hmm. When we stand up and we say, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. 
in in the Lord. I believe that He is the Son of yes, the I Living God. That, yes, um, when when we say those, because that's that's what Peter said. Yeah, because that's what Jesus asked his, yeah. his who do people uh, say that I am? Apostles. Yeah. yeah. Now, who, what, what are people and, saying about me? And who do you say that I am? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so Peter didn't. Jesus didn't say, "Do y'all believe that I'm the Son of, son of God?" And yeah. have Peter say, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love that. I think that's that actually follows closer with what Jesus, the question that Jesus asked yes. his own disciples. Um, and you know, you can tell when there's people that almost kind of want to say more. Yeah. Um, there's people who are like, let me get my opportunity to confess Christ because yeah. uh, the question will be asked to them and they don't just say yes or yeah, I do or or anything like that. They're like, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Like I, I've seen people like that and I'm like, okay, they are excited to confess yeah. Jesus. Um, and, and so I, I think, I think if you're listening and you are someone who, who, you know, performs baptisms on any sort of a basis, be it regular, irregular, or whatever, I, I think it's important to give people the opportunity to genuinely confess Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I really believe there's so much power in the spoken word and, and what we say impacts how we think and it impacts yep. how we feel. And, and, you know, I'm not, this isn't one of those, you know, give power to the word and type of a, you know, non-denominational thing or whatever. This is simply psychologically speaking, things that we say are the things that we believe. Yep, right. Absolutely. And 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 it it provides an ability and it provides us with the opportunity to confess in genuine terms and in our own words what we believe. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that I, I wanted to share that because I thought that was just such a cool way to do it and such honestly a biblical way to do it. You know, what do you believe about Jesus? Right? Yeah. Who who do you say Jesus is? And um, you know it, that that only leaves a really one correct answer. And you know how you go about saying that, whether it's exactly like Peter or not, the 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 outcome must be the same. It must be the Son of the Living God, and that He died for my sins. Yeah, and I'm. I want to be found in him. Yeah. So No, I love that. I think that's something that I'm going to start doing as well. Um, yeah. And people that I study with, because um, I think that makes a difference when even when you're studying with somebody, uh, preparing them for that as well. Because um, you can't just say, so I'm going to ask you this question, like, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? Everybody's like, well, yeah, yeah, I believe in that. Yeah. But instead, uh, using their own words and just saying, hey, what do you believe about Jesus? Uh, yeah. it, there's... I, I think a little bit more study that's going to be prepared for that. So they can't just say, Oh, what, what did, what did we say? I believe about him again. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, it's going to have to come what to you. What did Dylan tell me to say? Yeah. What did Chris tell me to say? Yeah. Exactly. It's, you, so. it's your, it's your belief. And I think yeah. that's such an important, it's, it's our faith. Yep. It's not, it's not my parents' faith. It's not grandparents' faith. It's not my friend's faith. Yeah. I have my faith. Yep. And, and we have to own that. Yep, and we absolutely. have to live that. So Absolutely. Well, we appreciate y'all so much uh, sticking with us uh, today. Uh, it's been a very fun conversation talking about yeah. repentance and confession. Uh, we hope y'all come back next Friday uh, as we wrap up this series and discuss baptism and then living faithfully after that. So if y'all uh, have any questions and want to reach out to us, our contact information will be played here in a second. We ask that you please uh, reach out to us um, and uh, and send us your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, Look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a... An opportunity for you to help us financially through a through a store. Uh, 
the Kim's Closet. And you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be uh, posting in, in each of our episodes. And we just hope that you will that you will reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it. And that way you can spread the word without having to say a word. So we appreciate you. Thank you all. Have a blessed week.